Hey folks, this is Joe with Joe Max Morons here for a, another edition of Holy Shit, the World Cup's coming up and we don't have a team. And uh, here with me, <clears throat> clenching as you know what, just like the rest of us, is Adam. Adam, I'd say welcome. It's a, usually we have a lot of fun talking about things, but I know things are a little bit, a little bit darker uh, for the team that we've been following so much. Um, but uh, to to catch everyone up, in case you've been hiding under a rock, <clears throat> the U.S. men's national team was involved in two games, played about half of one of them, um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> is causing quite the scare for the rest of us um, going into the World Cup. I think to, to kind of start broadly and, and work our way in, um, I think we certainly expected um, a more cohesive performance um, by this team, especially with these, these guys coming at, you know coming from European teams and, and having played through qualifiers. Um, what's Adam, what's your, what's your take on, on just the cohesiveness of this team or, or, or I'll even lead you further and say, why aren't they cohesive? Ah, I don't know, because, you know, it's strange that they get two warm-up matches, basically, in the whole season before the World Cup. You know, usually, it seems like you usually get way more, way more time together before this, before the, before the World Cup. So, yes, uh, I think there's that. I think there are a lot of players who aren't playing. Like, Melissa isn't playing a ton. Uh, Gio just came back from injury. Uh, I don't know. We don't know who our striker is. We have a couple clear, obvious choices, but apparently they're not getting they're not getting chosen. So, uh, for those of you that I, can't read between the lines, he's talking about Pfock, obviously. Pfock and even Sargent. I mean, how much did Sargent play? Played half of the first game. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like Sargent or Pfock should be the starting center forward. I think that uh, part of it is that part of it's not playing together. Part of it's some of the players haven't been playing at the club or have been injured, and part of it's it, part of it's coaching. Honestly, I mean, I hate, I hate to say it. I hate, I hate to criticize the coach all the time, but I, I, I really don't see any consistency from one performance to another under Berhalter. Yeah. And I, and I know that, you know, we're uh, at least for the, for the podcast anyway, we don't really get much into the, the sort of the detailed tactics. Uh, not that there are much anyway uh, with, with Greg Berhalter system, but I, I think that's been, you know, just again, generally speaking, one of the biggest issues is that it's been kind of hard to follow. Like, so yes, he presses the team presses from there. I, I'm just not sure what the what the plan of the system is. Um, you know, Greg really does sort of you know value his system even over players. We know this with regard to again the aforementioned Peacock. We know this with with Brooks. We know this with Reem. These are guys who are better players than there are on this team, but apparently don't fit his system. But if a system is just press high. And then what? Then aren't we just the dog that is just, you know, kind of 
caught the car, like, and then what, right? I mean, what's yeah. what's going to come of this team come World Cup time, you know, when these guys are, are going to be forced to play not Saudi Arabia, but England? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. Fortunately, you know, and I hope it stays this way, England seems to be hitting a bit of a rough patch here too, not not getting the results they want. Uh, after a pretty a pretty successful probably three four years there for them under under Gareth Southgate, um, they're not really uh, they're they're not really playing the way they were back then. But I don't know. Uh, we got England and Iran has is is been playing well they, they've got a yeah. couple of good results lately they've got really good players who play all throughout Europe so yeah uh, I don't know I, I think it's a tougher group than people think because Wales has some some really solid uh, talent within the within the team too you know if they can put all that together and uh, I think they're a dangerous team um as far as we are, I, I don't know. I feel like this is that we're we're in the, the 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 first half of a golden generation is this World Cup, and in in the prime of this golden generation is the twenty twenty six World Cup. But you know, some of these players are old enough to to be getting into their prime right now. Like Pulisic should be getting into his prime. Um, Adams and McKinney have been playing in Europe and playing for for Champions League clubs. They should be in their prime right now. I mean, yep. uh, Ferreira. Ferreira, yeah. I mean, yeah. He needs to make a move to Europe. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, what do you think? I I think it's this is this is this is a. Uh, Make or break for Burhalter for sure, because he's got the he's got the talent, he's got the players. It's it's time to time to show everyone what you can do. Yeah, I mean, I'd say make or break, but the bar there is set so so low. I mean, he's a guy who got a job without any actual credentials, and so I mean, you know, he was a failed player and coach in Europe. He was a failed player and coach in, in MLS. He had you know. Again, at no point did he really have any actual qualifications to take on this project, this job. So make a break, sure, but remember his brother's the CEO. So that's ultimately how he got the job, and we'll see what happens after the yeah. World Cup. But I, I, I think the biggest surprise to me, you know, uh, the biggest surprise to me on these two, two games weren't necessarily the results, right? Every, every team kind of has a tough time scoring here and there. The biggest surprise to me was just was just how confused the players were. I mean, just countless times in, you know, for example, in Saudi Arabia, if Pulisic was having to come back for the ball to help advance through the midfield, well, then the ball would, you know, get down the wing. And, and I thought, you know, Des did an okay job getting up the wing and, and making those decent happen, but but then perfect layoffs and perfect lanes were were just going to be left open because Pulisic was still, you know, getting back up the field. And there were there were scenarios, you know, where, where Pepe was looking for for. As a matter of fact, one time he did lay the ball off to where Pulisic was supposed to be, 
and he wasn't there because he had already he had to go back to get the ball. Um, it's whether or not that's the system, we don't know. Whether or not that's Pulisic just saying, you know, screw this, I gotta I gotta find a way to help us get through the midfield and find a way to get, make something happen. I, I, I'm not sure, but it, it really shows a, a, a big lack of. Um, of understanding by the players and, and really, uh, you know, all of the guys have to be reading the game the same, right? They got to be, they all got to see the defense. They all got to see what's going on with the other team. They've all got to see the lanes and they've got to see each other's routes and they've got to see each other's, you know, plans. And if they're not seeing that together, then it, it just isn't going to work. And to your point earlier, you know, normally in a World Cup year, there's a, like a month of you know of, of time to prep and you get a couple of games in there you know while you're you know while you're planning and prepping and while you're practicing these guys are going to have seven days they're going to they're going to show up to guitar and have seven days before their first game and that's it and that's and that is a really you know again if you're someone that thinks the u.s could and should move through this round the first round and that should be a very scary thought because they did not look together at all. No, you're right. And I think I think that's a, one of the biggest. I think that's one of the biggest issues that I see coming out of these two games is, and then that's a a very large issue. I, I just I don't know how you get past that. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I I, I don't know, um, but <sighs> well, we keep talking about the system. You know, Greg Greg Berhalter keeps talking about his system, but I don't know what his system is because, like I said, you know, we we said it before. There's no consistency from one performance to another. It's it's not. There's no similar way of play. It's it's so <clears throat> different because there have been games under Berhalter where I've watched, uh, like maybe during qualifying. Obviously, we we're playing not as as good of an, an opponent, but like. There have been games where it's been really pretty, really, really good to watch, really uh, fun to watch. Uh, but then the next one, we we grind one out against against you know El Salvador or Honduras, the team we should be just handling. You know, uh, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just tough. It's tough to call. You know, Saudi Arabia is, is sort of notoriously you know stingy with giving up goals. Like they have a. Um... Uh, a very established coach. They, they, you could tell that they knew how to play uh, in this game, and, and and they don't give up a lot of goals. So that that actually is, you know, they are very hard to break down for any team. Um, but I would have expected this team to at least look together. I mean, the first ten minutes were were Saudi Arabia on the ball. Like there was there was no possession and really no ability to gain possession. Um, and I think that's that's something I, I, I also, you know, I do think Japan kind of exposed the U.S. to the press game that, you know, these other teams are going to be like, OK, press the U.S. because we don't have the, the center backs and we don't have the goalkeeper that can play out of the back. Um, I mean, you know, the going around the Internet is a, a video of Aaron Long wide open, has the ball at his feet, can look, you know, with nobody around him whatsoever. And just launches one, you know, about twenty yards right to the feet of a Saudi player, um, and and just like this is this is the guy that you're defending your system for apparently, and this is just absurd. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I, I, I figured, I figured we also could kind of talk about a couple of the specific players. Um, I think first and foremost, and really not much to discuss a ton, but you know, Giorena, you know, having muscle tight tightness, you know, having to leave the game in the thirtieth minute, really kind of stinks for him. He's just done nothing but deal with injuries, um, and I, I, I just. I don't know what to think of it. I haven't heard anything but muscle tightness. I don't, I don't know what else it is, but I, I feel terrible for him. I, I agree. And I think, you know, players that have these muscle injuries, it's just a, it's just a recurring thing, which it, it sucks for a player like that. He's so young. He could grow out of it. You know, I, I've seen, I've played with some players who, who had that and they, they kind of got over it eventually, but I don't know what you do. You can wrap your muscle. You can, you know, people wear those those uh, uh, like sleeves they can put over and, and keep your yeah. uh, keep the tape com- com- like compression type type things. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad. Yeah. I feel terrible for him. He's a, he's a unbelievable player. He's he's yeah an automatic starter for the national team when he's healthy. Um, yeah. He can he can create out of nothing, which is I just love players like that because you, that's those are the kind of players you want to get on the field for you. They're they're responsible defensively and they can just create something out of nothing and and you want more of that in the national team. Um, but it's not you know they're not a dime a dozen. There's not a lot of players like that, so it's. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I, I feel bad for him. I hope he can get over it. Hopefully, it's precautionary. He's just he can he knows his body. He can feel it, and he just he took himself out. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see because there's uh, what do we have like two ish months until yeah, right about two months. Just yeah, under, just under. So so and, and supposedly Tim Wea will be healthy again by then, um, which will be good. Um, I think uh, you know we kind of touched on it a second ago, but the striker situation. We walked into this window thinking, "Hey, we ha- we actually have strikers that are scoring goals." Sargent's on a tear. Pfock is on a tear. Even Pepe scored one. And hell, Ferreira's got 18 goals in the MLS this year. Yeah. And these guys could not get a sniff at goal. Not, I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, th- th- there's no service at all. But they also, I mean. Pepe was active, which I liked, um, but ultimately ineffective. Even his, I don't think his runs were all that good. They just, he just did, he did press well, uh, which I liked. Um, I think Sargent also, you know, I think he pressed well, and I think his runs were more effective than Pepe's. I just don't think that, A, he, I mean, he only had a half against a Japan team that was, that just owned us, you know, anyway. Um, I I tend to think Ferrer is going to get the start. I just think that he's a guy who scored, has scored a ton of goals. He's been he's a good he's a system player in a pressing like he plays a prep for a pressing team. You know he he knows how to press. He knows how to uh, play with his you know with his back to goal, and he also knows how to put the ball in the net. Um, and so I do think Ferreira gets the start. Although I do I also think that Sargent you know has a has a claim. Um, then again, I know we agree that PFOC probably has a claim as well. Who do you think is going to start in that spot? I I don't know. 
I want to say Sargent. I think Sargent has has had the best, you know, goals per minute so far this season. Uh, Ferreira, it's not a bad option, but I don't know. But but also Pifak. Pifak is he's playing for a team that's top of the Bundesliga. The last time we checked, you know, they are top. They are top of the Bundesliga. And he's scoring goals for them, and he's providing he three assists goals and three for them. assists in six games. And that's a top, top four league in the world. He should yep. get his chance. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get Berhalter's decision making. Uh, I don't know because yeah. Berhalter was a guy who went to Europe. He he he, he, he went to Europe. Uh, I think at a young age. Um, Maybe yeah. not like a super young age, but he he, you know, he was in systems over there and uh, as a player, I, I just I don't know. He just for some reason he he likes MLS players, uh, and I, I'm not saying I, I don't like MLS players, but I don't know. I think Pfaff's a guy who, who you got to give him a chance. He, and, he's another know, guy that the rumor is that he doesn't fit the system, and, and again, I just. I'm just not buying it. But, but again, you know. what is the system? There is well, no consistency in play. What is the system? We don't. No one's playing a system now, so I, I don't know why. You know, I don't know why that would be the the concern you know, with PFOC. And and a good manager figures out a way to win. An elite manager has an elite team with elite players and plays a system because they can control the game. That is not what we do. We have we yeah. have really good players, but we are not dominating every game. We're yeah, not we don't dominating every game. You have to adapt and you have to change the way you play. So you don't have a system. You adapt and you figure out a way to to, to get a result. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's crazy. Um, at, at right back, can we finally just tell everybody? The number two right back has to be Yedlin. I'm done with Scally. At the, Scally's 20 years old, right? He's got tons of time. Yedlin does not. Yeah. But, I mean, Yedlin is far and away the better right back over Scally, yeah? I think so. I Plus agree. his experience. He's played in yeah. Europe. And Scally, like you said, Scally's got lots of time. He's got – he's going to be – he's going to be really he's good. not ready. He's just not – he's not ready. And Yedlin has so much experience – Dest obviously is going to be the, the the preferred player there, but I mean, yeah, I think you have to you have to go with Yedlin. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think I mean my hope is that Jedi's back, and all all indications are that he'll be back, um, you know, for the World Cup, which which is good. Um, I think you know midfield, Adams, McKenney. You know, it, it really showed that we were missing Musa against um, against these teams. We we had nobody yeah. in the midfield that could push the ball in the field. And and you know, I actually I really like Luka Del Toria. I think he, he he's a he's a lock for the roster. I do too. But I just I just don't I don't see him having the same effect on a game that Musa um, has. And uh, I I mean, Musa to me is. And it kind of stinks because if he's not in the game, we don't seem to be able to push the ball forward at all. And that's very concerning. 
I don't think of anybody else that can do that, right? And from, from that, I mean, again, yeah, remember that from the three midfield, you know, to the front three. <laughs> I think <sighs> McKinney can do that, you know, and that's why I liked having he and McKinney playing together, I think is the ideal pairing there ahead of Adams. Adams is kind of the anchor who plays behind them, plays in front of the back four. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I think we definitely miss Musa. I think we miss, um, we miss Jedi probably yeah. the, the most, I would argue we miss, we miss Jedi out of everyone yeah. who is like, you know, the, the regular starters who are missing. Miss yeah. Wea, Wea will be nice when he's back. Uh, Miles Robinson will probably miss because he he and um, and uh, oh, Jesus was he, it? He and Zimmerman he, really paired and up. Zimmerman, really well. yeah. yeah. He and Zimmerman, the pairing was was just was great. So yeah, I don't know. It sucks when you qualify with a group and then like four really key players are injured and <laughs> it, it's tough. Yep. So I don't know. Yep. Uh, I'll say going back to McKenny Musa. I'll say it like, as far as that the, the dude that pushes that gets the ball up the field, I, I would take Musa. I think Musa is better than McKenny in that role. And I, 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 you know, if it came down to the two of them for one spot, you know, specifically to, to to handle these duties, get that you know, get through the midfield, get creative, you know, dribble through if you have to. Uh, I'm probably taking Musa over McKenny there. Are you serious? I'm. Uh, yeah. I am. I am like a hundred percent the uh, the opposite. I'm taking McKinney. Interesting. Huh. No, I, you know, it's it's you've always you've always said, and I I, I respect you for always I like saying Musa. I don't. You've always said you don't mind being wrong, and I, I respect that part. Of <laughs> I like you <Musa laughs> a lot, and I think I think I think they're both like incredibly strong players and important players. Yeah. And I think I think honestly our best lineup is the two of them playing together so I yeah, kind I of like you know yeah uh, and and you know gotta find a way to get Aronson in there too gotta find a way yeah. to play Aronson and yeah. if he's a super sub that's that's fine but with his kind of pace and athleticism and endurance you don't even really need him to be a super sub I mean the, the, the guy the, at the end of the game he's still he's still you know running all out you know pressing high and um, and and getting you know getting in and around and through all the lines. So yeah, um, I'll be curious to see how how. Again, I say this with just stomach dropping trepidation, but how how Greg's system is going to handle getting these guys into games with with the right uh, with the right formulas to get around you know get around you know England around and uh, and Wales because. I just, I just don't see a lot of goals coming right now, especially against those teams. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hopefully watch. You know, I'll be watching hopefully, but, but I'll be, you know, skeptical until I see something different from these guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, thanks, man. Thanks for for sitting here and talking through um, what was a painful little FIFA window. Um, yeah, but um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to watch a little European league for the next next couple of months. Watch watch some <laughs> watch some fun games. Watch some, you know, 
I, I watch some good, some good, some good play. Watch um, Adams and Aronson play well for an American coach uh, over at Leeds. Um, and then hopefully the World Cup comes in and uh, and, and, and hopefully and no one gets injured. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I think that's kind of always the thing right now is that is that you know I think everyone around the world who is on a World Cup team is going to play with a little bit of an awareness of not of, of, of trying to avoid injury. They yeah. have to. Yeah. Well, well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for joining Adam and I in our post mortem here of the U.S. team. It's it's not all bad, you know. We're in the World Cup. We have a chance, and the games haven't been played yet. So I am looking forward to watching them play out. I am looking forward to to these guys, you know, taking it by the reins and, and, and going after it. Um, I'll certainly be watching. I know that within our group we have uh, different uh, different ideas of, of of how we'll support and or protest what's going on over there. Uh, I I would point you towards Denmark's jersey as another example um, of people uh, of, of a way to protest a little bit, um, but. Um, for now, we'll keep following this game that we love, and we'll keep talking about it. Um, so follow, like, subscribe. Adam, I got one more question for you, and it's kind of a doozy. Do we get out of the first round in the World Cup? I know. No. I know. No. Not the way we're playing, no. I believe that you're correct. Um, I hope uh, everyone who's listening, shoot us a tweet. Let us know what you think. Specifically, I'm talking to you, Ood. Um, and uh, and we will uh, we'll respond, reply, or ignore you, depending on what your name is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. Follow, like, subscribe, tweet to us. Yeah. Uh, and we'll uh, enjoy the games. And Ood, come talk to us. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Come talk to us, dude.